G'day! This is Hello. the Coach Couch, Lorraine Branson. And today I'm pleased to welcome my dear and one of my oldest friends, Bridget Fernandez, in our first inaugural podcast, The Coach Couch and You. Bridget Fernandez is a known <laughs> artist in Singapore and probably best known for her role as Celia Shelley in the long running TV series Kin, creator and producer of her own YouTube series For Heaven's Sake, as well as a SCS Goodwill Ambassador. Welcome, Bridget. Hello, Lorraine. <laughs> so, today's conversation is about creativity and well being. Uh, creativity is the use of imagination and many psychologists agree that this is a part of human create, um, natural process and needs and it also plays an important part in normal development of personality so according to the American Academy of uh, Arts and Sciences creativity goes beyond being instrumental in understanding the past and future it is critical in our pursuit of life liberty and happiness Creativity is also powerfully contributes to the healing process embraced in many different cultures through pictures, stories, dances, and chants, and is desirable not only for increased well being, but also for mental health and avoiding burnout. So, in this first episode, I welcome Bridget to share how being creative has enabled her to progress and flourish as an artist. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> Yeah. So, would you like to share how creativity has affected your life and career? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just I'm so mesmerized by the name, the Coach Couch. I've <laughs> since you <laughs> told me about it, it's just it's such a catchy name and it's uh, such a comforting thank you <laughs> too. Yeah. So thank you for having me. So creativity. Wow. It's a very broad, broad subject, and. Mm. The question is how you you say how it's helped me in in that sense. Yeah, how yeah. has creativity affected your life and career? Because I know you're a very creative person. Yeah. Um, we've known each other long enough, so um, mm. you've had a long um, standing of thirty five years in the yes. business. Yeah, yes, thirty five so years. That's mm. very um, inspiring. The thing is with creativity, I think I never thought of it as oh, I'm creative or not. You know, I feel everybody in that sense. It's just like if you have imagination, you're creative. And I never thought I would make a living based in uh, in in cre- creativity. Never thought I could. You know, I just I just lived it. Right, most of us actually are creative. We don't. We just don't necessarily become an actress or a painter. But how actually it it helped me because I was a very very I mean if you remember me Lorraine in school I was actually painfully shy and um, I used to be in all I used to watch you in the operetta and, and stuff in primary school and with Tracy you know and I used to I really admired all of you you know first of all the you know the costumes and and. All of you seem so outgoing. Of course, later on I realized that it's not necessarily people who are outgoing who do, who do this. But I really thought, wow, I really want to be like that. You know, where I'm able to talk and say, you know, anything I want. Mm. And, but actually, it's all scripted. Of course, later on in life, as a, as a young person looking back, I just thought, 
wow you guys are just superhuman to me right I always oh, dream it was just a dream I would do it in front of the, of the mirror and and that's the wonderful thing about creativity we do it when we're young and we're and when we're, when no one's watching and you know like I used to do it in front of the mirror I mean I was so brave compared to now even though it's it's a living I make I'm I'm I was more brave then because creativity you know it, it wasn't something that was told to me I just did it so mm-hmm. late many years later um I, I used to do a lot of backstage uh, for school and again you know I, I I didn't realize that was also part of being creative because I thought oh I'm just helping backstage you know with the props and all that because I was so shy mm-hmm. but I was dying to be on stage but I just didn't know how when mm-hmm. I was in the states in my uh, late teens uh, mm-hmm. I was working in a children's theater helping them doing a lot of backstage work I was a brilliant stage manager really brilliant stage manager because I knew everything that was I mean you a stage manager doesn't know doesn't have to know everything but I knew every I knew everybody's parts I didn't just know you know where the props went I knew every it was just one of those talents that I had I I must admit I've lost some of that because maybe age and my brain cells I don't know <laughs> but I was so good and I didn't realize that my my cast and my other you know peers were watching me so mm. one of the main cast um hurt their leg or got sick was you know it was quite bad because we were you know we were in front of a live audience right so we had like a day to decide whether we should cancel the show or you know or, or why nobody knew what to do or you know take that part out but the mm-hmm. it was um the other two there were three main characters and the other two said no we can't do it with we, we don't want to you know cancel the show and we don't yeah. want to not do it with a third you know a third uh, person so the director was bewildered to like you know how are we going to rehearse someone in, and they and the two other actors uh, <laughs> to my ex- absolute shock said Bridget Bridget can do it oh. and I, I I was in a state of shock when they said that because I was not prepared um, oh. and, but they were desperate and they said we won't go on unless Bridget do, does it that director was not very happy because um, I mean to be very honest I think I was the only Asian at that time it was not a big thing right to have someone who's Asian mm. you know they, he didn't even know I had any kind of you know talent or interest so I didn't I don't blame him at that time I was a bit upset but you know he was, he didn't wa- he didn't want me to be part of it but the, the two actors just pushed for me to do it and right. then they told um they got me to do it but just before i went on stage we we had a few hours of rehearsal that's it just mm. before i went on stage the director came to me and said don't you i mean he was not not in a nice way but said don't you mess this up okay in mm-hmm. in, in more beautiful language he said <laughs> so i was so petrified But mm-hmm. something happened when I went on stage. Something mm-hmm. took over me. I can't even explain it, you know. And from then on, I realized, wow, this this being somebody else in a different body, saying these words that were, you know, that someone else wrote so beautifully was at singing. It was just fantastic. But the minute the lights came. down and the claps came on I became that Bridget I shrank again it was uh, it's a funny thing what happens but all that creativity that was going on backstage and me uh-huh. you know enjoying watching and learning uh, I guess paid off in the end because that started my career in uh, in theatre first of all and then 
uh, later on uh, TV. Wow, that's yeah. an incredible start. You know, um, it seems that um, it pushed you to, you know, pass your boundaries, mm. didn't it? Yeah. It did, yeah. Now that you see, you see, I've never, um, Lorraine. I, if you know me, I've never imagined myself to be brave. I do not. I, I, you know, we put all these labels on ourselves. I, mm-hmm. I, I always felt I was introverted and all that, but it's so contrary to what my public see me now because mm. I've really, I've actually pushed beyond. You're right, and and it's so nice of you to to reflect that because I forget that whenever I feel like I'm stuck. You know, I mean, not very. Mm-hmm. Just a few days ago, I felt stuck in something. I'm feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just not doing well or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, this reminds me, yeah, I actually do have that in me, and a lot of us have that in us to step outside our comfort zone mm-hmm. when we have to. So yeah. creativity has actually an imagination and 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 loving uh, uh, art, this kind of artistry has actually, uh, yeah. Made me do things that I never thought I would do. Yeah, it's very interesting because I feel sometimes um, we hardly give um, recognition to the inner child that you speak about as the child in front of the mirror. So, mm-hmm. as adults, perhaps, um, what do you think if that inner child were to be activated with its uh, Or her, or his, you know, creative uh, abilities, which all of us have, which you mentioned, comes from that imagination. Um, how does that then, um, you know, if you were to tap into that, and how has that, or has that, affected uh, well-being? Is Very it increased? So. It? Yeah. Mm. yeah. What kind of activities do you think? Do you think? Uh, allows this inner child to explore um, pushing boundaries without fear. Again, I mean, for, I I always talk from a personal uh, ex- from personal experience. So acting is one thing, but um, art, I I I mean painting. You know, I you know in school, uh, mm-hmm. I used to think uh, I love painting. I actually love art. But I was always failed in it. I was always told by the teachers, or oh, you know, I, I was, you know, I felt insecure about it. But recently, I actually, you know, because one of my friends is, is an art therapist, so you know, she just said, you know, explore this because I was going through some challenging times and I was out of, uh, you know, some work for a while and you know had nothing much to do but to overanalyze my life. And she said, mm-hmm. just, just, just paint or sketch, and I thought. I can't sketch and I can't paint. You know, she said, no, I'm not asking you to be a painter. I'm just asking mm-hmm. you to just, you know, explore this form of, of creativity. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. It was so soul, soul as O U L, soul um, satisfying. I don't show uh, my my drawings or my paintings to to many people, and uh, but now I'm even getting braver because I put a, a, a this you know what do you call that that board that you paint on? I can't you know the artist canvas. Yeah, as well the standing thing where I I use like just paper and I keep Easy. it on. Yes, <laughs> easel, <laughs> and I just have it in the living room, and I'll just you know start when I have a bit of time, I, I'll just do you know what seems mm. like doodling. 
and I'm not so scared because of course with my family I'm I'm more open and you know and I I remember one of mm-hmm. one of them say oh you know uh oh not bad or something I said oh don't I said don't judge that I said I'm not doing this for um for any any judgment you know it's just something I mm-hmm. I do so I feel also mm-hmm. that's I think creativity it, it it really does help if you are not criticized about it I feel imagination and art I have a uh, I have a very strong belief that it should not be rewarded or you know I know that we have all the awards and all that we need it because we need the work and I only love awards because you hope that will bring you more work but I never believe that someone's work should be judged you know by a panel I I just don't So it's very mm. contrary to yeah to the job that I do. Of course, if I get nominated, it's wonderful. But you always, my hope is that it will get, lead me to other work. But I feel mm-hmm. artistry, whether it's photography, painting, uh, yeah, shouldn't be shouldn't be critiqued. That's what that's mm. my personal yeah. Mm. yeah. So you're saying when you do something um, of an artistic nature. Um, which includes uh, personal creativity. Yeah, you do it for the enjoyment of it. Yeah, and explore mm. exploration sometimes. Because sometimes it's difficult, right? Certain things like um, maybe videography is is something that I find technology scares me, but it mm-hmm. also works your brain. So it does help in that mental, you know, uh, wellness thing because it works a different part of my brain and it's learning mm. to manage my emotions. So yeah, for mm. me, it, it, it all these little things do really help. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying it just increase well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So, if you were to paint or draw, is it do you paint or sketch? I do all. I just have a thing. All kinds of things: uh, pencils and uh, acrylic. So yeah, I do mm. whatever I feel like. Sometimes I use right. my hands, like chalk, and I use my hands to spread it on the paper, just to feel tactile. Mm. You know, sometimes you just mm. when, you, when you're frustrated mm. or something, I need to use my mm-hmm. hands. So that yeah. that yeah, that's what I do. Oh, and that's really interesting because I have a great interest in painting, and um, oftentimes um, I can't paint if I'm studying, and I can't study if I'm painting. So yeah. when you said that about um, affecting your your brain, you said um, I found that very interesting. Hmm. In what sense? Um, that you in painting or drawing, it, the therapeutic value comes from uh, the enhanced feeling of wellness, hmm. right? Because um, I, for me, I, I really get a transcendental effect when I'm painting. It's uh, time. There's no time. There's no space. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of your thing. You do beautiful stuff, Lori. Very. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Like you said, we studied it at school, and mm-hmm. also because it was um, graded, it was judged. You know, you feel um, sometimes you feel like um, you know you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it for the sake of the love of it, or for some therapeutic value, then does it really matter if we're good enough? Does it really matter? 
um, that it's being uh, when people look upon it because everyone's perception is different when they look at anything, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, most painters like Van Gogh and all were not revered when while they were still around. Probably people didn't think much of their work. It was, you know, after they passed on that's mm. when people valued it. So it's uh, we now value artwork. Yeah. So coming back to that question, you know, about well-being. So mm. how important is that to you? What, my creativity, my well-being or my creativity your, both? Well, your well-being, how, how um, important is it, well-being to you? So it's 102% important <laughs> to me because that, that, that makes everything. I mean, even, you know, like physical illness can be handled so much better if actually you're mentally, you know, I've seen people who suffer from, uh, who, who have, you know, uh, terminal illness and then when their mind is well, I, I just am amazed how they carry on through the oh. illness and, and manage. So, yes, it's it's something that I've, I have come to value more and more, especially oh. yeah, as, as I get older as well, yeah. Yeah, you're an ambassador for um, S. Singapore Cancer Society. Yes. Right, a goodwill yeah. ambassador. Um, mm. What is it that you do there? Not much. <laughs> like they gave me this lovely title. They give us these lovely titles for just, you know, calling us to come to events and you know mm. help out and uh, you know take pictures so that with you know with people so that we sh- we bring awareness to the society mm-hmm. so and go sometimes we visit um, some of the families that are going through um, mm-hmm. cancer so these mm-hmm. little things compared to what they do is really minute but yeah I mm-hmm. really I really love to be part of this uh, society mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it sounds like a very um, gratifying role while it's just you know a small role Um, I'm sure you know that people who are suffering and going through cancer as a sickness you know appreciate your contribution so on their behalf I think I'd like to say thank you for that you know (laughs) giving attention Um, can I ask you uh, when you were Celia Shelley (laughs) yeah When you were Celia Shelley, I mean, I'm sure that took a lot of research and um, mm. creative um, imagination on your part to yeah. present that character role. Can you mm-hmm. can you share a little bit about that? Sure, Celia Shelley. Okay, she started actually the character started out as is I was only going to be on in a couple of episodes, so we really didn't know what Celia Shelley was going to be. She was mm-hmm. just going to be this, you know, Thai Thai rich uh, wife, uh, second uh, who you know was was divorced from this rich man. That was it. So we didn't mm-hmm. have a character brief. But as the as as the months grew along, and when they saw me more and more, they the directors and and me and um, yeah, sort of created uh, Celia Shelley to evolve and actually Celia Shelley in the in the, in the last uh, maybe a few hundred episodes I can't remember there's so many episodes but she actually had talking about mental health she had oh. a um, trichotillomania 
made uh, the one where you pull your hair. That's why she wears oh, a wig. Yes. Yeah, so it was interesting because I was wearing this. The, how it came out was quite interesting. I, I had to wear a wig, and my directors mm-hmm. hated this wig because it looked like a wig, right? So <laughs> actually, they created a story around it that I it was a wig. So we didn't have to, we brought attention to it. Yes, yeah. it is a wig, but the reason yeah. why later on came out where she was actually balding because she used to pull. Mm. She had uh, anxiety from a mm. um, from a, a, a past. Uh, sexual harassment issue when she was younger. So as she grew older, right. she had this issue where she started to pull her hair. So I had to do. Yeah. I didn't have to because the the writers did the research, but I wanted to research it and you know I talked to a couple of people who who had you know this uh, this uh, what do you call disorder? It? Yeah, I don't even know if it's a disorder. I I can't. I don't know what they they would like for it to be called. But yes, they used to you know, pull their hair out when they were anxious and things. And um, so it's interesting to find that they were totally functional. You wouldn't know, you know, people never mm. uh, because you hear about depression, you hear about this, but you don't, you know, not many people know that, mm. that there's different kinds of uh, mental health issues. Mm. So yeah, so I, um, so ironically, we're talking about mental health and uh, and Celia, and so I did, yes, I did that research, mm. and by doing that research, also it made me more empathetic to, yeah, know, yeah, because we hear about. Yeah. A lot of depression and 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 you know people harming themselves yeah. and yeah so this was another form of self yes, harm yes. I guess yeah yes yes um, it's a disorder it's mm. also um, it's called a trichotillomania so, yeah. That's right. I can never pronounce. It. I had to, I had to say it a few times in the show, but now I forgot <laughs> how to say it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very good. I think when um, series actually address real issues um, that people can identify with. So within that um, role as Celia Shelley. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to research about trichotillomania um, in order to to act that role? There was. It is never required, as far you know. Mm-hmm. But I've always approached all my even when she didn't have that. She was just an interior designer. It was really like you know not important for me to really you know because she doesn't really do interior design mm. on the show but I literally went, met uh, with uh, people who are interior designers so I knew what they would hold and what they would carry so yeah I tend to do that with all my characters even mm. if I was if I was a teacher in uh, another series um, yeah I always I will always talk to people who are actually doing the job or in the problem mm. that I'm having mm. to act out I always find that because I have it, I have enough experience to know certain things. But I always like to hear other voices and try to mm-hmm. be true to various kinds of voices when I do a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and do you enjoy doing all that? I love That's it. A- it really is. It's um, you know how you you study psychology. So I studied this. It's a yeah. It's a it's my job, and I, I really I really learn a lot from it. I learn a lot about myself as as well as about other people. Wow, that sounds fascinating because um, it it feels and sounds very self-gratifying 
to mm-hmm. understand that your work isn't tedious, but it actually gives you an increased sense of well-being. Sounds like that to me, because you're learning so much more about yourself as well as other things, and increasing that that ability to know, you know, knowledge yeah. accumulation and stuff, you know. So it sounds yeah. really um, um, encouraging. I think that if anyone in a role like yours. You know, it's quite. It can be quite demanding, but you know, you seem to be holding up really well and um, and doing a great job with all Thank the things you. that you're doing. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see your drawings. Really, I would, <laughs> I would love to. One you know, day. I, it's an expression of your inner self. Really, yeah. it's an expression. Whilst acting might be a more demonstration and role playing, mm-hmm. something, a portrayal of something, art is an inner expression of yourself. What do you think of that? I think it's it is. It's quite funny to me also because some of the things really look like scratches on a pit pad but so I you know I mean my friend who's an art therapist I mean we laugh about it and stuff because I say my that's really the you know, expression of me that's terrible <laughs> but yeah no of course there are days when you know um, yeah sometimes she interprets my uh, what I'm going through because at times mm-hmm. I, I'm just having a, a lousy week or whatever and mm-hmm. yeah and menopause let me tell you <laughs> that's, a, that's another that's subject yeah for another, another day exactly <laughs> so yes I was yes. going to say that that'll be another subject for another, another day one. under a different series name yeah. yeah but that would be interesting so you know um, earlier on in this conversation I read something from the American Academy of Arts and Sciences where it says that creativity goes beyond being instrumental in understanding the past and future. Um, it is also critical in your pursuit or our pursuit of life, liberty and happiness. You know, do you believe that? Like, mm, I really do. I really do. For me, yeah. I have to say yes. Mm, that's wonderful. I think we're coming to the end of our time and conversation time, Richard. Um, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you came on and I love that you are here with me on my inaugural podcast um, this year and mm. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your input. Thank you. I enjoyed this, this time on your couch, this virtual <laughs> couch. I love the name. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you. So um, in summary, uh, I'd just like to make a few points that uh, might be interesting listeners um, it's like um, when we spoke about creativity and well-being that's um, that's something quite true I think for most people so research says that creative engagement will improve psychological and physical well-being and quality of life so through creativity and imagination the identity can be discovered and individual reservoirs of healing increase and studies within the engagement with creative visual arts review collected the following findings. That art filled occupational voids, distracted thoughts of illness, improvements in flow and spontaneity, expression of grief, positive identity, social networks, 
psychological variables improved well-being by decreasing negative emotions and increasing positive ones. Medical outcomes uh, reported depression, dialysis time, weight gain, laboratory data um, as um, could be interpreted, you know, um, increased in well-being. Improved medical outcomes, trends, reduced depression, and uh, this is a big word here. I'm going to try and say it. Hemodialysis. Wow, what is it? Um, I think it's a dialysis time. So it increased in the medical, medical outcomes. There, uh, stress, anxiety, emotions were reduced and increased positive emotions. There were reductions in distress and negative emotions, reductions in stress and symptoms of compassion fatigue, increases in healing, well being, and sense of purpose. And overall, well-being improved, focused on positive life experiences, self-worth and social identity. And I need to cite this, Takia Noble, 2010-257. So all these things that we've talked about, uh, research shows that it has positive effects. So as the artist, friend, dear old loving friend of mine, going, you know, you've actually shared with us so much um, important personal experience and I value that thank you so much thank you thanks Lorraine yeah keep going eh alright okay. I'll meet you on the couch another time on another subject maybe oh lovely that would be great so thanks for that thank and um, I'll talk to you soon bye 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 everyone <laughs>